So at this point, we are going to be discussing financial wellness. My guest this afternoon is Dr. Frank Magwegwe, who joins us now on the line. He's a founder and managing director of Thrive Financial Wellness. Good afternoon and thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Uh, good afternoon, Tanero. Thank you very much for having me on. Absolute pleasure. Let's start at the very beginning, Frank, about what is financial wellness? What's the difference between that and, for instance, financial coaching? Oh, sorry, you broke a little bit there, Tamil. I didn't get your question. I was just saying to you, so let's start at the very beginning in understanding yes. what the term financial wellness means. Oh, you know, for us, it's right financial wellness. It can really, you know, talks to um, a state of well-being, you know, where one is managing their money well, therefore, for emergencies, uh, they've got a, you know, a plan for their financial future, they are able to, you know, to save and invest. And I guess what could capture it well for the listeners is really the idea of someone who is financially well is reduced or low levels of financial stress. You know, we know currently whether for entrepreneurs or for individuals, financial stress is quite high among South Africans currently. And and so, you know, this past year, we've been seeing it, the, the, the economy is not doing well, small businesses are not doing well, people are not doing well financially. What have we learned in the past year, Frank? Yeah, so quite a number of lessons. Personal for me, Pivella, I must start by also saying, you know, I'm out there as one of the, you know, the people running a small business. My company is very small. Yes. And certainly one, what, what one sees is, is one is clients that are, you know, bigger, uh, big companies. They tend to pull back, of course, depending on the service that that one is offering, uh, you know, during a slowdown in the economy. And the big lesson that that I learned from that in 2019, and and reflecting on it, you know, as I made my New Year resolutions for for my business for 2020, is really the idea that we often hear that cash is king. But you know, sometimes we are told from a you know kind of like a theoretical perspective, they're just told that cash is king. Yes. For me, just seeing it practically where I've done some work for a client, I'm supposed to be paid in, in, in thirty days. Thirty days comes, the client doesn't pay mm. pay. I've got rent to pay for my business, I've got salaries to pay. And suddenly I start running around trying to figure out what do I do in the meantime whilst I'm waiting for, you know, for this client to, to pay me. And the lesson there for me is really to have a, a plan B. Should a big account not pay on time, what do I do? Because the last thing what you want to do is not to be able to pay your employees. Well, it's, it's or that. Or to pay your rent as a business. That's the one thing you don't want to do. A second thing you don't want to do is, is to actually sour that relationship. So, so this is also a client that you, you perhaps are hoping to retain in the future or come back and get more business from. So managing that relationship in itself can also be very tricky. Oh, absolutely. And for me, you know, it was more than one instance, and I really found it very challenging. And talking to other entrepreneurs, you know, it's quite common that uh, big companies generally, they don't always pay uh, entrepreneurs or small business, you know, on time. So you're really in a quite a difficult situation where you don't have to push hard because you are hoping to get more business and grow the relationship. But at the same time, you actually need money to cover, you know, expenses in your business. And you have to say to yourself, how often do I phone and, and remind them that, you know, that invoice is still outstanding. So what I ended up doing was to just say, I really need to be honest about my situation. I run a small business. There are only four people in my company. So I have to tell the client that, 
look, I've got some expenses that I need to cover. I was expecting you to pay the invoice on time. Uh, and now that you haven't paid on time, uh, could you give me an indication where you, when you will be able to pay so that I can kind of find some breathing finance in the interim because I'm a small business and I'm, I'm really struggling because we haven't paid this invoice. So I found really having to be honest and tell them my situation of the business and hoping that that would, you know, get them to, to, to pay the invoice. So, so that's an interesting strategy. Does it land? So that pure and, and utmost honesty, does it land? Because maybe you'll have a sympathetic ear and somebody will actually come up and tell you the truth about, no, 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 we'll, we'll pay you maybe next week or whatever. Or maybe in that business you have incompetent people who actually don't care. It's so interesting because in certain instances it worked, yeah. in certain instances it didn't. Where it didn't work, in fact, I could even say maybe to some extent it backfired a little bit. Yes. Because then the financial manager said, oh, I didn't realize that your company was that small. Oi. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> in other words, we may not have given you this business. It almost was a little bit like that. You know, in other words, almost like, wow. I mean... This invoice that are standing and now, you know, you're falling into two weeks to remind us, are you that small kind of thing? Oui. You know, so in that instance, I felt, um, yeah. even though I, you know, presented myself in a small business, I hadn't said anything that was not true, mm. but just the response from the manager in that instance, you know, showed me that there was this expectation that many should be able to do without getting this invoice, even though, you know, we are late. In certain instances, in fact, and, and surprisingly so, I was then not only paid, for the work that I had done, I was also paid for future work that we had agreed on oh. because the manager said, oh, I didn't realize that, uh, you know, this um, delaying of payments impact you this negatively. So in one instance, it worked well. In the other, it didn't quite work well. What, a, what an interesting, uh, such a, two different scenarios there. And, 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 and I guess there is no formula to this. You know, you, you, try, you try your chances and sometimes it will work and sometimes it wouldn't work. Yes, and kind of assess also, you know, the relationship one has with the client, how long you've been doing business with them. I think all those factors, you know, comes into account in terms of kind of helping you to determine, you know, the right approach, how much to push or to hold back and kind of make another plan, you know, to get cash flow to cover expenses whilst you're waiting for this invoice to be paid. So, so best case scenario is that you address at that level, financial manager level, and it ends there. And at some point, someone will call you or send you that, uh, that money or whatever. At which point, I mean, you've heard horrific stories where people are saying two years, three years, we still haven't been paid. This is big. It's tanking my business. At which point should you either escalate or, 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 or you know, either internally or literally go to legal? Yeah, I think fortunately, you know, my business is just over three years old. I haven't been, um, I haven't experienced uh, a late payment to the extent, but I've talked to people who have other entrepreneurs who have um, had three months, you know, six months. And generally from what I gather from them, given that I haven't experienced it, is that, you know, from about 90 days, I mean, if you were supposed to be paid in 30 days, it's three months later and they're not even committing to kind of, you know, pay within this kind of time frame. I think about three months is really a point where kind of you need to escalate to say, sometimes because you'll be dealing with, um, you know, the financial manager, who perhaps reports to a financial director or someone above them. I think 90 days is about the right time you know, to escalate to a more senior person and say, you know, are you aware that my invoice hasn't been paid? It's been you know, outstanding you know, for this long. I'm just trying to figure out you know, what's, what's going on. 
And I have had people who have resorted, you know, the legal process, although itself can be, you know, quite expensive and often then, you know, it damages the relationship. But I've had people who have said, look, you know, about six months, that's it. If I haven't been paid in six months, I'm going to get a lawyer and maybe just start by, you know, a letter of demand. And maybe that will get them to realize that I need to be paid because, I, you know, my business is, 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 is going to suffer if they continue to delay the payment. So, so moving on to the other things now, when, when one is starting a small business and you are yes. really tiny, you may have a fantastic idea. You may have to, to some extent, what you thought was a captive audience or a market, but sometimes yes. that just doesn't happen. How do we actually access that market realistically? Yeah, and you know, it's not very one for me, but again, for me, talking from experience, personal, and you know, from talking to, to other entrepreneurs who have started businesses, the big lesson there is this, and it took me almost two years to 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 come to that realization, is that sometimes as the entrepreneur, you fall too much in love with your idea. You know, for me, the idea of financial wellness, you know, reducing employee financial stress, as I have shared with you. But the idea is not to fall too much in love with your idea, with what your business stands for. It's to fall in love with the problem you are trying to solve for a client, for a market, right? Because the idea might not be quite exactly so, you know, if you continue focusing on the problem, you might be able to come up with different ways of solving that problem. Let me give you a practical example. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm saying you, it almost took me about two years. One day I'm sitting in the FD of this company and I'm telling him about, you know, my company, we help employees reduce financial stress. We get them credit reports. We can, you know, help them if they are in too much debt. And on and on and on I go. And then he says, Michael, can I stop you? You are talking about solving the employee's problem. I hear you, but that's the employee's problem. How does it got to do with me, my problem as the business owner? You know, that's what permanent was an aha moment mm. for me. Because I wasn't linking joining the dots for because him. Because I, yeah, I wasn't linking reducing the financial stress with the benefits for the employer. Yeah. yeah. So that was the big lesson for me. So we really have to always ask ourselves to say, what so what problem am I am I solving and and, and, and talk to clients to figure out that not just, you know, to have it in your head that I'm going to solve this problem and the market is this big. So we started this conversation describing what financial wellness is. Now, coming back, I suppose, full circle, the question is yeah. how does one holistically then look after one's... As, a, as an entrepreneur, if you're starting this journey, it's going to have its bumpy roads. We've just discussed now invoices that are not paid, accessing yeah. that market. How does one actually look after that entrepreneur holistically? That is the million-dollar question for me. You know, if I can describe for you, I was in a big company for 18 years, and it's only the last period that I've been, you know, on my own in a very, very small company that's, you know, striving to grow. And I can tell you this, I have never worked this hard, so many hours, for so little money. So in other words, it's a passion to go out there and try to solve a problem and, 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 and start a business. And it may take much longer than you thought. Certainly, in my experience, the business hasn't grown as, as, as faster, you know, as I thought. And so, from what we have discussed, invoices not being paid, the idea needing you maybe to tweak it a little bit on the side, managing staff, chasing clients, you know, all those can be quite stressful plus the long hours. So, as an entrepreneur, you really have to ask yourself to say, not only do I need to 
look well after myself financially, but also to just say, am I taking time to be a little bit away from my business, whether it's, you know, physical activity, you know, social relationships, networking, not neglecting your family, you know, and, 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 and your loved one, just in search of, you know, growing and growing this business. Because at the end of the day, when you're on your own and you're really facing all this stress, it just makes it such a lonely journey. So what I found was really the ability to say, you know what, I'm going to not work this weekend, spend time with my daughters or spend time with my family, connecting with my friends. It's really striving, you know, for that for that balance because it can be very stressful. And of course, the other important thing is also sometimes you find yourself that you're not really making enough um, revenue, you know, to draw a decent income. And you keep on postponing important things like perhaps life cover for your family, perhaps, um, you know, having a medical aid, perhaps putting away in you know, savings for retirement. And those are all important things that, you know, one is an entrepreneur to ask yourself to say, if I continue year after year, you know, not, not even able to draw enough money to look after myself and, and myself in, in case of emergency, um, is this business idea really, you know, going to grow? Is there, is there a market for what I'm trying to do? Often people don't draw salaries and they don't really ask themselves, you know, those big questions around how much they be drawing from the business. Dr. Frank Magwego, always lovely talking to you. Let's do this again soon. He's a founder and managing director of Thank Thrive. Thank you. Wonderful to be on your show. Absolutely wonderful. He's a managing director of Thrive Financial Wellness. We'll do this quite regularly just to try and see, and see if we can't get ourselves financially fit. You know, I think it's very, very difficult times. Tough times ahead as well. We've heard this from all experts. So the thing to do, I suppose, to equip ourselves with, with the tools of at least trying to manage our personal finances. And if you you are running a business, perhaps also the finances of your business. So this will be a regular feature on Life Happens.